0: This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, september nineteenth, two thousand twenty.
1: The only thing we have to fear The economic health of this nation has there are been more essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar more
2: It's a late rally on Wall Street too big to fail. Grow the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome.
0: This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Michael Griffin. Hey, Troy. CFP. Yes, sir. You got any others? Am I missing anything?
1: I, I don't. Thanks for rubbing it in. I, wow. need, to go, I need to go get something else, Troy. I,
0: here I am <laughs> trying to respect a guy, making sure that I don't overlook anything, because you know who else we got on the air? What? Well, she's got a bunch. Shauna Alphabet Theriot.
3: <laughs> Alphabet soup. There you go. Yeah, but Michael's
0: planner extraordinaire. So planner yeah. extraordinaire. I, I'm he sorry. Is. I, uh, I see there, Michael. You could have corrected me. I gave you the opportunity, and I, all you want to do is I make up like I'm trying sh- to, to berate you. And
1: that's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Troy. <laughs> okay. It's it's my fault. All
0: right, Shauna. While while me and Michael make up, um, <laughs> I know that you're a CFP, and I know that you hold the designation of CEPa. And, and by the way, it's not a CFP. I would be probably flogged in public if uh, the CFP board knew that I referred you as a noun. It's a CFP certificate. certificate. That's right? correct,
1: Troy. That is correct.
0: Thank you, Michael, for confirming that. Um, Sean, I know you hold that designation, the CFP. The CPA uh, and the CDFA, am I correct?
3: Divorce, yes.
0: Financial analyst. that's correct. Divorce certified divorce financial analyst. All right. So did I get them all? You did. All right. Well, I haven't seen you in a few minutes, so you know, I I figured you might have picked up <laughs> two or three while I wasn't looking. No.
3: <laughs> I I would love to get the CFA, but I'm just not as smart as you,
0: Troy. Oh, oh I I don't know about all that. Uh, Michael uh, disagrees with you wholeheartedly too. I mean, I don't even I can't, even, I I can't even figure out his designations.
1: I don't know, Troy. I yeah. mean, you know, designations and you know, analyzing the markets and being smarter are, are, are two different things. So, oh, okay. you know, I gotta give you I gotta give you credit where credit's due on that.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the market. Uh, this week we have seen a slight negative in the market. We're down mm-hmm. 007 We we'll just call it flat. Bill Lako always says the market's going to be flat at the end of the show when he's on. Uh, we can give. We can give Bill credit this week that the market was flat. Anybody want to oppose that? Yeah, I didn't think so. He signs the front of our paycheck, so we'll he does. go with him. He does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, materials, the big winner. Kind of a strange situation when materials leads uh, up 3.95%. And what in the world is that, Michael? Is that energy? Ener-
1: I was just about to say that, Troy. Energy second. I'm just, I. it almost fell out of my chair.
0: Energy is up 3.5%. We have. That's seen crazy. It, Crude oil prices sustained around 40 bucks. I think it was at $41 when I last looked. Uh, 41 bucks a barrel, um, which is a huge benefit. Some of the news that we've been getting out, the last two or three weeks, we've seen um, crude inventories decline, which means that demand must be increasing. If uh, if if uh, inventories are declining, because that's the only way you can do it, people are using those inventories. So well, that's exciting news. Uh, well, I mean, don't be
3: geek- too excited. It's still down 42.5% <laughs> yeah. for the year. Uh, yeah,
0: but for well, a peak like me... We have a little
3: ways to go. Well,
0: I mean, we have a ways to go, no doubt. And, and I still believe that uh, crude oil's sustainable price longer term is probably north of 60 bucks a barrel. So, you know, we got 50% to go. When will that hit? <laughs> Who knows? It all depends on whether or not uh, Saudi Arabia wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and decides that they're just going to show us what prices can do when they overproduce, which has happened a couple of major times in the Mm -hmm. last five years. That is true. Uh, Most recently was early this year when uh, Russia wouldn't play along to help them stabilize prices. Um, When you look at this from a different angle, Uh, Well, let's go ahead and cover what was down for the week. Communication services. Now, communication services would include things like Facebook, Netflix, Disney now, Google. They're all communication companies. We think of Google as a technology. It was last year. But uh, and as, as was what, Netflix, I believe, or was it consumer discretionary? I know Disney was a consumer discretionary last year. So it was, and, and I guess
3: that changed because of all the networks they own. Is that correct?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's the reason that it was justified. Uh, they own NBC and ESPN. Um, you know, not only that, but Disney. You know, started out as uh, good old Mickey Mouse. We got uh, Mickey. Mickey is a is an awesome cartoon. Uh, as a grown man who watches cartoons would tell you, uh, that was That's me, okay. Michael, mind you. I understand. It's okay, Troy. <laughs> it's okay.
1: Um, well, they, they've been they've been hit kind of hard, and Netflix especially is is uh, is down. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, isn't it amazing? At a time when you could go home and you know binge watch just about anything you wanted on Netflix, there's a lot of competition. In fact, Disney's one of them. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't think the whole sector would go down if one is up and the others down, but um, you know, it's, uh, like I say, Google's in there. True. Um, you know, there's others. Facebook. Facebook has uh, been one of the big market leaders. We'll talk about that in extensive uh, fashion today uh, with some of the big winners and, and uh, what it's done to market returns and uh, client questions and things that uh, we've been listening to. Um, when you look at the market overall year to date, we're up 4.63%. Information technology, anybody surprised at that, is the big winner. Up 23.9% consumer discretionary, which includes Amazon. Amazon, do you, Michael, just guess. How much do you think Amazon makes up of the consumer discretionary sector?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean,
0: Shauna, be thinking about this, because I'm going to ask you next. Fifteen? Fifteen percent. All right. Shauna, what do you think? Amazon? Yeah, how much is Amazon of the discretionary sector? I'd be like 75, 70%, something like that. You guys are both wrong. And if you (laughs) combined your answers, you would be spot on. 75 and 15 is what? 90. 90. So about 45, it's actually 43% of the consumer discretionary sector is Amazon. Now that's pretty amazing. And what's even more amazing to me. Uh, while they do sell goods and we think of them as you know the the box with the smile on it that's hanging out on your front doorstep uh waiting for somebody to come come down the road and steal it uh it it makes most of its profit with technology the cloud and aws
1: really yes wow
0: yeah that's that's the source of uh, a big chunk of its profit although it is a huge retailer these days so um well, I mean uh, that's
1: that's where we get our stuff now. That's where we order our stuff. That's I mean,
0: right. all your all your goodies come from yeah Amazon. Well, uh, consumer discretionary is up twenty point three three percent year to date. Materials not too shabby, up ten point four. Energy in the tank, Sean. This is where you were beating up on my energy guys. <laughs> Down forty two and a half percent. Financials kind of in the tank too, eighteen point nine negative. If you look out over a one year period. S&P 500 is up 13.09%. For all those that follow along and listen to us all the time, the number I talk about on a 12-year return, on average, 10.5% is the long-term average. Return on a rolling 10-year basis for the S&P 500, we're up 13.09% on the last 12 months. We've had a recession. We've had... Mm-hmm. A pandemic, and the market is up more than an average year.
1: And we're still having a pandemic; that's not over yet.
0: Well, I wasn't saying <laughs> we were done. We still have unemployment over ten percent, or at ten uh, yeah. percent. You know, there's some pretty ugly stuff out there. Energy's <laughs> down, whether it be year-to-date or twelve-month basis, we're down forty-one point eight six, so basically forty-two percent.
1: Well, and I wasn't trying to get so excited about the the you know the the energy number earlier well, we had a week, you know, but you know a good week is 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 good i mean you know it's, it's no been we, so bad,
0: yeah that anything exact, positive
1: is exactly. is nice
0: i'm you know I talk about this a lot these days because I, I still like those sectors that do get beaten up, and uh you know there's a big story to tell in energy, and uh you know we can we can get into that a little more as we go along, but um we had a one day this week where many of our energy companies were up over 4% Wow! in a single day. Uh, that's not too shabby. No. I get excited about it because I think, you know, maybe I'm not as crazy as I once thought I was.
1: Maybe. Maybe they're turning a corner. Just maybe.
0: Maybe. 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 Yeah. Well, Shauna, by the way, I can hear old... you when you snicker when I say things like that. You're not in the room. Of course you can. But I hear you. I'm loud. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... <laughs> they're still paying dividends though which is the reason we you
3: know
0: that is true they're yep. up
3: for you know if they go up, that's fine but they were still getting the dividends on that in the meanwhile while we're waiting for them to rebound
0: yeah we are uh, some of those companies are paying upwards of four percent maybe five or six percent in some cases so mm-hmm. uh, you know and and as long as their financials hold together uh, we're all good with that I tell you what guys let's take a real quick break when we come back we'll have a dog of the week it's gonna be awesome. Say it was a macaque of the week. You know what a macaque is, right, Michael? It's a monkey with a long tail. Got okay. a mo- I Malaysia. did not know it that I either. didn't either. Sean, I'm surprised at you. As much as you travel, I figured you had been to Kuala Lumpur lately, and that is the <laughs> place where this story comes from. I mean, it, you know, when you get off the plane in Kuala Lumpur, you walking down the street with the bags, uh, you might just get attacked by a, a gang of monkeys it's not uncommon part of the reason is uh kuala Lumpur just 20 years ago was jungle a lot of the area they've they've carved this city out of the jungle well uh and, and it's really not uncommon they've the the monkeys instead of turning back to the jungle have decided that they'll maraud through the streets and turn over trash cans and just be generally annoying in fact it's it's to the point that uh, on an average year, uh, the government has been trying to, I'll just say, eliminate macaques um,
1: mm, that's to, to
0: the tune of about 70,000 per year. They, uh, most that's of horrible. the time, they're removing them to other well. areas of the jungle, but uh, it doesn't always end as happily as that. But uh, this week, there was an individual, and it's this is not uncommon, by the way. This this individual said that uh, his grandfather noted that there had been macaques in the house. So they'll get in people's houses. And uh, the guy, a young fellow, found that his iPhone was missing. So he began to dig around to find his iPhone. And lo and behold, it was in the front yard, a little scratched up. Beaten up, not too bad. Wasn't busted up, I mean, which is good. Uh, you'd figure monkey grabs your cell phone, runs off with it. You never know what you got. The funny part, though, is, and this is where I love, you know, talking about technology sometimes meets the old world. He started looking through his pictures. There are lots of selfies that this particular macaque that stole his phone, took of himself, including a video where the macaque was seemingly trying to eat the phone, finally gave (laughs) up and left it laying in his front yard.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Now, I mean, if you really want to see something funny, go online and Google Malaysian iPhone. You will find some of the pictures that were taken, as well as the short video where the macaque is trying to eat the man's iPhone.
1: That is really funny. That's that's good stuff.
0: I uh, it it really sticks out in a world of I, I look at these things all the time, trying to find a good story for the dog of the week. More often than not, I, on a weekly basis, they they report it as weird news. But on a weekly basis, there is an alligator in a trailer park, mm-hmm. inevitably. Uh, Usually you know, in Florida. You know, quite often in Florida. Sometimes it's humans, and you know I'd rather talk about the animals because they, I, I at least I don't think they know better. Maybe they do. Oh, animal, uh, animals
1: are funnier, let's be honest. They, it's they just, really it's are. just usually more fun to talk about animals.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So uh you know, Kelly Lynn didn't know what I was talking about. She went on, she uh she googled real quick and got some of the pictures. So I know that our listeners can get kind of a chuckle out of this particular huh. monkey of the week. So there you go. It's good stuff, Troy. I thought it was an awesome story. Uh Shauna, next time you're in uh, Kuala Lumpur, make sure you hang on to your iPhone. Very um, cool. Maybe next week or the following week. I know you're probably headed out. So.
1: You know, whenever whenever <laughs> we are able to travel again.
0: Yeah, who wants to get on an airplane right now? You know, and that's part of the reason that we've got some problems with energy, right? That's true. Well, um, absolutely. It's, it's actually a pretty big part. Uh, diesel fuel and gasoline usage is coming back online pretty well. Uh, in the second quarter, they were talking about capacity utilization at, uh, many of the uh, refineries in the U S being around 75%. Uh, some of the things that I've read lately lead me to believe that we might see more in the high 80 percentile in, um, in the third quarter, maybe Mm -hmm. even as much as 90% capacity utilization among the refineries. Um, at least for diesel and gasoline but you know there there's a pretty reasonable amount of cargo being moved mm-hmm. uh and there are more um passenger planes flying than there are individuals in those planes right it's about 10% wow as far as passenger usage year over year even as of june wow so uh you know people aren't flying there's it's No probably they're driving good. more though. 20 25% of the flights are still going but they're mm-hmm. still just nowhere remotely close to full. And uh yeah. you're right. People are driving. Uh even here in Georgia we we've, we've heard uh, reports that uh automobile uh traffic is back to about where it was in mm-hmm. February. Uh, truck traffic is even higher than it was in February. Because people
1: are ordering everything and precisely. wanting to ship it to their house. We uh, talked
0: about Amazon just a minute ago. Right? Yeah, no, yeah.
1: I'll agree. I'll agree with that though. I mean, you know, I've I've gone down to Savannah a couple times to visit my my folks, and yeah. and I feel like the the tractor trailers especially are back on the roads. Oh yeah. But the planes just aren't, and that is that's what's still causing it's, problems.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's still a drag on demand, no doubt.
1: But I don't want to get on one. I've had a few clients that have. And they told me it was very sparse. Had oh, to yeah. wear a mask, and yep. you know they said it wasn't a bad experience, but it was uh, a
0: little bit nervous. I would very
1: imagine. different. Yeah,
0: yeah, I imagine so. Well, we have a, a situation we want to talk about this week, and and some of this, you know, we talk about how well certain companies are doing and how poorly others are doing. Uh, when you throw all those averages together, and then uh, you know, it it seems odd the numbers that we're getting, but they're real. Uh, Kristen, who's in her late forties says, uh, being a single mom, I've been a more conservative investor my whole life. Uh, I've invested primarily in high quality dividend paying stocks for the last 10 years. Uh, you know, woman after my own heart. Uh, I've never really considered chasing performance as I'm on track, according to most calculators and projections. Uh, my portfolio is up roughly 2% for the year. So she's lagging the market. Uh, the broad market's up 6.7. I think we talked about it. It's come off just a little in the last couple of days, so we're down around 5%, a little less than that. But um, <clears throat> last week, she says, during my Bunko Zoom meeting, uh, my friends who are invested in growth stocks say they're up 10 15 or even 20%. All of a sudden, I uh, feel left out. Uh, they're taking, a, uh, they're talking about this all, uh, you know, the the great growth that they've experienced, and they've um, been in the market, and and uh, here I am with a piddly two percent gain. I, I, you know, we are getting some client questions in a similar manner, right, Michael? We are. Uh, and uh, she's saying, is it time to revisit my strategy? Do I start selling my dividend stocks that I've loved for so long? Uh, for those growth stocks that are up fifteen percent for the year, or do I just broaden my portfolio to include more growth with money um, dollar cover- cost averaging in uh, obviously that that 's a huge question uh, I would think though that if your strategy is for the long term and it has been fine for quite some time, what we have seen recently is is definitely. An outlier, is it not? I mean, it is. You know, it we're is. We're sitting here looking at performance that's odd.
1: And one thing I'd like to ask her is, is you know, what did your performance look like last year compared to your friends? I mean, if you're really going to compare apples to apples, that's true. You know, she, if she was in these good, high-quality dividend stocks, I mean, I bet you she did really, really well last year, and they might, they might have missed the boat on a few things if they've been nitpicking stocks. Yeah, here and there. uh,
0: No doubt. Uh, Obviously, at Hensler Financial, we do have a portfolio that focuses solely on large cap companies that pay a a handsome dividend, above average dividend. And what does that mean? S&P 500 dividend yield is somewhere around 2% on average uh, over a long period of time. Lately, it's been down around 1.67, which makes you know. One of two things has happened. Either people have cut their dividends. There have been some, but mm-hmm. it's not that widespread. The other way that it can happen, and a whole lot more likely, is prices are up. True. So, uh, you know, when, when we look at that, um, you know, a, a dividend-paying portfolio right now might net you somewhere between 3 and 4% dividend yield. Mm-hmm. And it's going to include some of those companies that have been not-so-loved in the last 6 8 months. Exactly. So uh you know there there's uh there's one thing that I'd like to point out. Uh the price on S&P the you know they they break the S&P down into various uh different sectors, but they also break it down uh according to growth and value. So a, a growth company would be one that as you might expect, is gonna have expected earnings growth much higher than the market average. Mm-hmm. Uh and then they have value companies. These are usually stodgy old cash cows. Might not be real exciting, but they do pay dividends and they have awesome cash flow, which, you know, is very important at times like this. Uh usually you'll find the value stocks in, in uh staples, healthcare utilities is a huge one. Uh, how quick do utilities earnings grow? Um, usually you can look at inflation or uh, the gross domestic product of a country and determines about how fast utility right. earnings are going to grow, right?
1: Yeah, it's not um, very much.
0: Exactly. And not only that, they're regulated so the government doesn't allow them to ramp their earnings up That's significantly. True. That's true. Um, <clears throat> so would you believe that growth – the S&P 500 growth index is up 20.46 percent year-to-date, while the S&P 500 by itself, at the time of this uh, note, was up 5.27. It's down just slightly from there as of you know this conversation. Uh, the value index is down 11.85 percent. That's a, a a difference of
1: Thirty two point thirty two percent one percent thirty two percent we can do thirty two. You don't mind if I round. No, round round number's mind. good, you know.
0: Thank you. Now something to take this even further. There is an index out there called the US Dow Jones Dividend Index down seventeen point six three percent year to date. Does that mean that it's time to sell?
1: No. Absolutely not.
0: I would agree with you, Michael. When we come back from this quick break, we will flesh that out a little bit more. Stick around. You're listening to the Morning Talk. thousand airplanes have been put in storage that's 50 percent of the united states active fleet
2: when business as normal is no longer normal, normal. this is
0: your economic emergency kit
2: money talks
0: we're back to are listening to money talks i'm troy Harmon here with michael griffin and i've got uh Shauna Theriolt on the line. We've been talking a little about uh, what's going on with the financial markets and returns, and uh, how it's got folks kind of scratching their head and second guessing even their strategy, which uh, you know happens. Uh, it's a great time to talk to your um, to your financial. Planner, if you have not done so, any anybody that's an advisor is probably hearing similar questions right now. Um, if you have questions you would like for us to answer for you on the air, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can get in touch with us and our question hotline by calling one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. 429 9166 The way this works, it's automated. You'll call in. Uh, you'll get our message at the beep. You can leave your message, including your question. We'll play the question on the air. And answer your question right behind it. If you prefer instead to talk to a human being, you can do that as well by calling 770-429-9166. You'll ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. Uh, she'll get you connected to us uh, in some way. We'll answer your question on the air. Or you can email us at com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And. Um, just uh, tell us your question in a message, uh, uh, email, and we'll get back to you and also answer it on the air. Uh, if you are a do-it-yourselfer kind of person, you can uh, go to our website, Hensler.com, spelled in the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, we've got loads and loads of great information. Sean and Michael both provide content at times for our uh, our. Uh, listeners, uh, for our clients, for yeah. anyone who might wander across our website, it's a treasure trove of information: financial, taxation, uh, COVID, and our government's response. There's lots and lots of information. We do encourage you to use that resource.
1: You could spend days and days looking at all the you could. relevant information.
0: You could, and and I mean, what better way to spend days and days?
1: I mean, if you're trapped inside, and you. Yeah. Want to have something not, to do?
0: What if you're sitting under a park, under a tree in a park? You can absolutely, do it still, you right? could. Log on, <laughs> go to our website, Shauna, That's what you do, right? No, oh, yeah, Running, usually the I'm cats? logged
3: into the office, but you
0: know. <laughs> yeah. So now you're going to tell us you work too much? Uh,
3: no, I'm not oh. going to say that.
0: Okay, good. I work just enough. All right, just <laughs> enough. Not a single second too much. All right. So uh, we were going to
3: flush out this value growth proposition. Should yes. I should I sell my stocks and put it in the growth? And I'm gonna I'm gonna use one of your quotes, and I hope I get it right. And if I don't, you can laugh at me and correct it. But if the value stocks are down, like you said, 11.85 percent, and S and P growth is at 20.46 percent, that is like closing the barn door after the horse has left the barn
0: that's right so
3: why would you switch your strategy sell something that's depressed or gone down and when years pass they've been doing really well It's just maybe you know what's happening at the moment and then turn around and invest those proceeds into something that is already overvalued absolutely right because you were going to get into the p.e. and the relative p.e. so right now because they've gone up so much they're overvalued so it does not make sense to Sell something if you don't you don't buy you know buy low or sell low buy high that's
0: exactly. not the strategy yeah and you know the, these are the kind of times that people get a little bit emotional it's like you know in, in in this particular case Kristen says that she's sitting around listening to people talk about how their tech stocks have gained so much um, number one if you have only invested in technology or if you've just invested in growth you might not be diversified enough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, and and not only that. I mean, if you're really conservative, and you only look at value, um, you know, she she mentioned should I start DCAing in dollar cost averaging into some of these growth stocks? I would say probably a good strategy longer term if you don't want to find yourself in this spot again. But let's think about this, Shauna. You brought up PE. That's the price to earnings ratio. When you just look at performance, you're just looking at a price. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in that price is what you pay. Value is what you get for what you pay. So Mm -hmm. let's think about this. Currently, the S&P 500 price-to-earnings ratio is 26.32s. That means for every dollar of earnings, you're going to pay 26 bucks for that company on average. The long-term historical average PE on the S&P 500 is about 16.6. We are 10 divided by 26 or 10 divided by 16. That's about four. That's 25 percent overvalued relative to the long-term history of the S&P 500. When you talk about it at a different level, let's talk about that growth that has done so well currently. The price to earnings ratio in growth stocks is 34.18, meaning for every dollar of earnings, you're going to pay 34 plus dollars for the company stock. Historically, that average is 20.69. You're 14 bucks on 20, Mm -hmm. way over 50%. Overvalued, where you're talking, you're flirting with what? Almost 70, 65% overvalued relative to the long-term history in those growth companies. If you look at value, currently $12.85 for every dollar of earnings is what you're going to pay. Historical return or historical price to earnings ratio, 15.27. It's pretty easy to see that's at a discount everything else is at a premium if i'm using my money to get the best value available in the market i believe i'm looking at value and not so much growth timing timing to me is when you just look at the fundamentals it's uh it's pretty easy to make a case for buying value and uh holding off on that growth now you know we we have seen it seemed like september 2nd uh the the stuff hit the fan if you will on growth a little bit now it took value with it slightly but not as bad as it did growth more often than not when you see things go negative and and you know michael we talked a little about the uh federal reserve mm-hmm. and their announcement on wednesday of this week uh immediately because they said Interest rates are going to stay low through, what, 2023? Almost immediately we saw that uh, stock prices went up. Yeah. Fifteen minutes in, the market began to sober up because they heard what uh, Chairman Powell had also said. The reason that rates are going to be so so low for so long, and he's predicting this, is because the economic conditions that we've just suffered through are going to have a bit of a tail.
1: Of course they are. I mean, you
0: can't not.
1: I mean, the market bounced back very quickly, but you cannot have what we've gone through and the businesses shut down and not have underlying repercussions that right. are going to last, you know, months, if not a year or longer.
0: Yeah. One thing that uh, one of our. Uh, financial analyst here at Hensler Financials has been watching really close this year year's bankruptcies, and that's Nick Antonucci. He he watches it like a hawk. And the reason he does is this has been uh, uh, close to a record year for bankruptcies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2009 was our more uh, recent. Um, but it's
1: very close to water 2009 water. numbers, correct?
0: We're within a handful of companies bankrupting. To get us to that 2009 number. Yeah, it's not
1: as prevalent as it was in 2009. It was was more in the news in 2009, but we're very, very close to that number.
0: And when those companies bankrupt, maybe they get just to reorganize and move on. But uh, right now, we've got unemployment at 10%. The consumer was our big stabilizing pillar going into this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we had unemployment at 3.5%, which is not historically low, but, man, it was knocking on the door. Yeah, And now we're at 10%, which is, uh, you know, we got over 12% for a short period of time, which is worse than we saw in 2008
1: and nine. Yeah, and that, but that was also due to the fact that restaurants and things like that were closed down, and so these people, you know, were on temporary unemployment. I think yeah. the unemployment numbers are hopefully going to continue to, to decrease okay. over the next six, eight months.
0: Who doesn't? Absolutely. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is we won't go back... Immediately to that 3.5% unemployment. No. And that's, that's part of the issue that we're dealing with here. So uh, let's take a real quick break. When we get back, we will talk some more about financial issues and uh, answer a few more questions. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks.
2: measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed, people have been asked to stay home. Your money, your money, your money is on the line. Is on the line. Money talks. Money talks. Is on the air.
0: We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Michael Griffin and Shauna Theryault and uh, for the last A few minutes, we'll say. Uh, We've been talking about uh, kind of the disparity in the market uh, returns year to date and uh, how it's got some investors scratching their heads. If uh, you have a question you'd like to give us to answer on the air, we'd love to hear from you. Our uh, question hotline is 1-855-429-9166. Call in. You'll get our message. Uh, Leave your message, including your question. We'll play it on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, if you prefer to call and talk to a human, you can do that. Number 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn, and uh, you will find somebody to talk to. She'll get your information and forward it to us. Uh, we'll answer your question on the air. Um, if you prefer to email, you can do that doctor Gene at Hensler dot com D R G E N E at H E N S S L E R is the way you do it. Just uh send us an email, include your question. Uh what else, Michael? Uh do it yourself the old uh check in to our website if That's you're right. kind of a recluse or you know a little bit shy or you can uh just check it out for yourself. Hensler dot com again spelled H E N S S L E R dot um got lots and lots of information that will help you in your financial life so uh as we've been talking um lots of disparity we had a, a kind of a interesting thing happen this week a company named snowflake went to public
1: you did that's an interesting name for a company
0: <laughs> these days uh Snowflake has a serious connotation. It does.
1: Right? It does. I know this I know this company was actually established in uh 2012 yeah. I believe, yep. but yep. but now Snowflake definitely does have a have a kind of bad connotation. Yeah, I, it's I,
0: it's kind of the way that boomers or those who are perceived as boomers sometimes exers uh talk about millennials these days. That's right? true. Yeah. That's true. The Snowflake. So the company is a technology company. Uh, it's got a pretty broad backing, including none other than Warren Buffett from Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, you know, famous investor, billionaire. Was he like fifth or sixth or seventh? Or depends on the day. Uh, wealthiest man in the world. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's stock poor. I feel, say. I
1: feel, I feel bad for him. Yeah, though.
0: yeah. But um, company went public. Uh, for those who are fortunate enough to get uh, shares in the IPO. Uh, they could buy at 120 bucks a share. Now, Michael, we did have a phone call or two. People yeah, got yeah. Uh, whipped up about this, and they wanted to get into the very first price tick on the public market.
1: Was 298.
0: 298 bucks.
1: No, I did. I had a I had a client. He called in, and said, "Hey, I wanna I wanna buy 25 shares." And I said, "Okay," and. uh And we put in a limit order at 135 because they were, you know, predicting 120.
0: And a limit order is, can you explain that to me?
1: Well, it's uh, if if the if if it comes out at that price or anything lower than that price, he'll he'll get the
0: 25 shares. He will
1: get the 25 shares if it if it comes out anything above that, you know, that then he wouldn't get it. So trading at 298 didn't didn't get the shares. Yeah. But so we we put in a little you know 15 dollar cushion there. And, um, had a call with him late yesterday afternoon, and I said, "Well, you didn't get the shares and he goes, "Yeah, I, I kind of figured that, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you know it is amazing to me, and these are the this is what um you know good lawsuits are made of, but uh <laughs> you've got a company that only gets the benefit of that very first price now, throughout the last week and a half, two weeks, we've seen uh news stories where the valuation from the uh from the the brokers who were gonna send this company public uh was around a hundred bucks and then I saw it at a hundred and ten they ultimately landed on a hundred and twenty dollars the uh the the market opened noonish mm-hmm. on wednesday for snowflake which ticker symbol is s n o w
1: great great ticker symbol i mean, uh, I, mean they, I mean they i mean i can't awesome believe somebody name. didn't have have that yeah, ticker there symbol there are
0: some on different exchanges but uh, i think what we launch on the nasdaq um, <clears throat> so you know snowflake snow was available there and uh, the price immediately more than doubled so my question is what about those smart pointy-headed brokers who made up the price of 120 bucks is there any recourse to them Will the company say, why in the world did I only get 120 bucks per share out of this company when the rest of the market bid it up so high? Yeah. Great. yeah. Well, sometimes it does come up. And, and I have seen lawsuits before where that was uh, kind of at the heart of the issue. And it's a debate that's had in financial markets quite often. Um I will tell you that something similar happened when Snapchat went public last year. Uh company came out sold their shares, I forget. Like the, the dollar amount was 17 bucks. Immediately price went up to around 25. Uh huge difference in how much the company got and how much you know the first uh, purchase uh was. Mm-hmm. But within just a few months, guess what? The Went price back was down. back down to seven. Well, and it's
1: already Snowflake's already pulled back. I mean, you know, it's in the it's in the two twenty range now. Right. Yeah, I mean, you that's said much 298,
0: higher. Ninety eight. I think it closed day of trading at two fifty three. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it
1: pulled back a lot intraday, to, Right. and then today another. You know, this week another. You know, more. Yeah. I mean you know, like it's already twelve percent. It's already in the, the in the day after in the two
0: twenties. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it might come back to you. I think you're gonna have to wait a little while if you're gonna leave your uh if you're gonna leave your price in at the agreed at the uh hundred and whatever I, you and
1: know. I know you were comparing this to Snapchat and what happened last year i mean i i do feel like snowflake is a is a much you know more solid company than say a a snapchat. snapchat yeah uh, it's, it's just my opinion
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree this uh snowflake is actually making some inroads. In a space that uh, Amazon has owned for a while, so you know when you're when you're talking about uh, Amazon Web Services, this is uh, they do pretty much the same thing. Uh, they've got a, a hotshot CEO who has uh, proven himself capable of running the company operationally. Uh, they are bringing uh, in contracts from companies that would uh, otherwise be dealing with Amazon. So mm-hmm. taking some business away from Amazon, it's the reason that um, Warren Buffett was so willing to put his money on the line. Uh, I don't know that you'll get a price of 120 anytime soon. Mike. Probably not. Probably um, not. But I also believe that uh, over time you're going to have uh, some benefits. Now, if you look at the fundamentals of Snowflake, you're never going to get a guy like me to tell a person, hey, go out and buy this thing. It's going crazy. See, you now,
3: that was going to be my next question, was a right.
0: buy for you. Yeah, it's it's really not. And I, I think um, the biggest reason, you know, I, I like to see things that have a little more stability and a longer history, some experience behind them, uh, what you what you see there is a profit margin of negative 135% but the reason they're buying it revenues of revenue growth rather of over 100%. I mean it's not going to cover off the ball growing like a weed and uh probably will be uh you know beneficial and and uh, uh a, a huge boon to clients in, or investors rather in the future. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have to talk about this. Shauna, this is the time when I ask you: market going to be up or down next week? Up. Up, she says. Michael. I hope up, Troy. There we go. Hope's not an investment thesis. I say up every week. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week.